Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode 25 of the podcast. Today's episode is part two of the six-part series that I call Studies in Romans, Saved by Grace, Powered by Love. Today's title is Righteousness by Faith. Last week, we explored the first three chapters of Romans, where the Apostle Paul described the utterly depraved condition of all people, regardless of their ethnic heritage or genetic background. Today, we'll move into the next few chapters as Paul points his readers and us to the one and only hope for Adam's race, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, by which he makes atonement for our sins and opens the door to eternal life for any individual who chooses to accept it. So let's start with a quick review. In Romans 3 verse 10 and 3.23, Paul categorically declares that every son and daughter of Adam's race, whether Jew or Gentile, is born in sin, steeped in sin, and not one single person is naturally righteous in his or her own right. However, Paul also states unequivocally that every individual, Jew or Gentile, male or female, slave or free, has already been justified, made right with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And for reference there, you can see John 3 verse 24 and Galatians 3:28. That text in Galatians says, There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The complete spiritual justification Paul teaches is offered to everyone who will choose to believe the promise of God. Romans 3, 21-22 says this, By deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. Romans 3, 21 and 22. Now let's clearly understand this. Righteousness assumes compliance with God's law. At the very end of Romans chapter 3, Paul forcefully makes this point, quoting, There is only one God, and he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law, end quote. This is from Romans 3, verses 30 and 31 from the New Living Translation. 
Well, here's an undeniable truth. God has already made his position in this equation known. He has declared everyone justified in his sight by the blood of Jesus. However, the equation, the transaction, if you will, cannot be complete without your personal choice. One of God's irrevocable gifts to all mankind is the absolute freedom of moral choice for every individual. Thus, we can say without question, your faith is revealed by your choices, and your choices will be revealed by your outward actions. As the old folk proverb says, actions speak louder than words. To underscore this vital truth, there are several verses from Paul located in a few chapters later. Uh, reading again from the New Living Translation, this is Romans chapter 6, verses 15 to 23. Quoting now, Since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Previously, you let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves of righteous living so that you will become holy. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. End quote. So what does this look like in real life, in the nitty-gritty, rubber-meets-the-road existence of our daily routines? The answer lies in another baseline question. How do you treat people? Take a look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 25, quoting again from the Apostle Paul in his letter to Galatians. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Uh, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And Paul writes, there's no law against these things. And he goes on, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another." End quote. Reading these words from the Apostle Paul pulls the picture into sharp focus. The essence of sin 
is self-centered indulgence, whereas the heart of righteousness, inspired by the presence of the Holy Spirit, is others-centered and self-sacrificing. I particularly love verse 24, quoting, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. In another passage, in another letter, Paul specifies what was nailed to the cross. He wrote to the believers in Colossae, Colossians 2:13b through verse 15, quoting now, God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them in the cross. Quote. Thus, we can see by reading these two statements by Paul together, our standing as righteous before God involves two actions. First, what God has already done in our behalf, nailing the record of our sins and sinfulness to the cross. And second, our response to God's action, acceptance of what he has done, consenting for those sins to be removed from both our life and our life record. Yielding the passions and desires of our sinful nature effectively nails them to the cross. Yielding a new life in Christ, energized by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Which brings us to this precious promise. Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Matthew 5 verse 8. All of this, of course, purity, righteousness, a new life in Christ, freedom from sin's dominance, and freedom from guilt, all of this becomes reality for us by faith. In the Old Testament, Abraham, who was called the father of the faithful, provides a great example. Paul cites Abraham's experience with these words in Romans 4.13, quoting, for the promise that he would be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And then Paul says this a few verses later, verse 24, Romans 4. The promise of imputed righteousness is also for us. Imputed righteousness means that God puts the righteousness of Christ into our spiritual heart. And with that, Paul makes an amazing conclusion for this portion of his letter to the church in Rome. Therefore, he says, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. End quote. Romans 5 verses 1 and 2. So once again, we come to a point where we have opportunity to choose either to believe these incredible promises or just let them pass and go on about living life as we think we ought to or want to. Choosing either way produces outward action, 
So choosing to believe God's promises and the good news of the gospel will inevitably produce the fruit of obedient service for God's kingdom. By his grace and through power of the indwelling spirit, we can live outward lives of righteousness, that is, right living, that will honor God and bring hope, healing, encouragement, and blessing to other people within our circles of influence. Well, thank you again for listening today. I pray that you have been blessed. I hope you can join me for next week's episode. I'll share part three of this special six-part series on the book of Romans. And next week, I'm going to be speaking under the title, Love Can Build a Bridge. Be sure to tune in and invite someone to listen with you. I'm going to explore the next few chapters of Paul's epistle there where he writes about sharing our faith in our present world. And I'm excited to share this incredible truth of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. So if you enjoy these podcasts and blog posts, I'd invite you to please share them with your friends. Share the, the, the web links, wherever you, you know, the address, the web addresses with your friends, your family, or whomever. And seriously, friends, just like always, I do appreciate it. So my many thanks in advance. God bless. I'll talk to you next week. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.life. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.